0: we're today's podcast I talk about the four horsemen of relationships. Why? Well, you know, I just finished up the level one course of Gottman's therapy. And basically, I just come to a place in my life where I'm ready to start dating again, I'm ready to, to be open. And I know I wasn't the greatest communicator when I was married uh, most of my life. And it's not an easy thing to admit, nor was it easy to do the work. There was a lot of crazy feelings involved when I was watching other couples argue and all of these things and noticing where I was doing those things. And I found out really, you know, over the last few years being single, like who I am underneath everything. And it feels great. It's a great place to be, but you know, I'm ready to connect with people on a deeper level again. And I also believe that relationships are a great way to heal as well, but also test who I am and what I've learned and and for a place to just really grow and expand. And I believe in love. And I don't want to be closed off to the world anymore. So the last few months I've been studying this course and it has opened the doors to many things I didn't see prior because I went to couples therapy when I was married and it was already too late and you already know how that turned out. So part of the reason was I thought this therapist is like a super problem solver, of course, and everything would work out. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyways, (laughs) turns out we were long gone before even the main problem existed. So yes, yeah, so over the last few years, I've been on a personal mission to find out who I am and to help others so people never go through what I went through. And this course was extremely interesting, uh, learning the communication dynamics and, you know, how conflict arises and how you can diminish uh, the chances for relationship disaster and what the masses of relationships do and all these things right so you know listen today with an open heart and come without no judgment because you know conflict is always going to arise in marriage and relationships and what i've learned is a lot of the conflict that we have in our lives comes from some type of underlying need that is not being expressed or met um so these are the four predictors of a disastrous relationship or end of a relationship found by over 30 years of research by the Gottmans. And wherever you're listening to this, if you do enjoy the show and the podcast recently, just do me a favor and review it. It would mean a lot to me so I get in the ears of others who are navigating other tough transitions. Let's get into it. Hey, I'm George Colantis, and welcome to the Art of Tough Transitions podcast. I'm a writer, I'm a personal coach, I'm dad, but more importantly, I'm exactly like you. I know what it feels like to want to reach into your past and change anything you could have done differently to erase all the events that you wish didn't happen. You know, after going through my own rebirth, I've realized there really is nowhere to go in our lives. Then maybe the purpose of our lives is to not try to change the outcome of what we might be facing, but to simply be with our lives with as little as resistance as we can create. You know, if everything starts with a story, these stories I will share and the guests I will bring on will give you the power to free yourself from the heaviness you might be feeling during your transition. The purpose of this podcast is to show you that you are not alone in the world. Whatever is happening at this moment in your life when you feel lost couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't. When you find the strength to step towards living the edges of the unknown, you begin to accept your entire life story rather than resist it. You know, one day you'll be able to look back and see that this day was a defining moment for you. You might not see this right now because you are finding ways to step between the spaces, but I promise you will love, you will laugh, and smile again. Someday you will tell your story, that the challenges you are facing right now did not crush your soul, break your heart, They made you open. Because your voice matters, it always has, and so do you. Welcome to the Art of Tough Transitions podcast. I just finished probably what would be the most insightful, healing, and challenging courses that I've ever taken. And it's the gauntlet method for couples therapy. And man, do I feel like I got hit by a train wreck? No, I'm not trying to be a therapist. I just love learning about communications and relationships because I know that I wasn't the greatest communicator in my marriage. And so everything I learned about over the last few weeks, maybe think about all the times I created that massive gap between me and my ex-wife in my marriage, whether it was about sex, uh, dirty laundry, dishes, you know, money, chasing our dreams. There was conflict all the time. And most of the time, there were some underlying needs that I never knew how to express or communicate properly. And it led to us just really creating a lot of resentment in our own relationship. And so today, I really want to talk about what the Gottmans consider the most common predictors of a disastrous relationship, the four horsemen of apocalypse of the relationships, right? And these are styles that according to their research of over 30 years can predict the end of relationships and they are criticism contempt defensiveness and stonewalling and what i found was very interesting when i was going through this course is you know most of the time we don't even know we're doing these things and eventually over time it leads to unhealthy communication in ways that destroy your emotional connection and so while you're always going to have some aspect of the four horsemen's probably in your life. If they keep coming up over and over and over again, you're more likely ending in a disastrous relationship. And so today I just want to talk about that a little bit and really get you to think differently in reference to your communication so you can start to think about how to – Really express what you're feeling, what you need a little bit more, especially when conflict arises, because conflict is always going to be in a relationship. Right. And so here are some common questions to ask yourself when you discuss possible things with your partner and to see where you're at in the four horseman scale. Do you feel like you have to defend yourself every time you get into conflict or does your partner defend themselves every time you get in conflict? Do you feel unappreciated by your partner when you bring up conflict or do you think your partner feels unappreciated by you? Do you know how to take responsibility for your issues maturely and respectively or does your partner know how to do that? Do you feel not guilty for many of the things that come up often? Or does your partner not feel guilty? And do you feel like your partner has a lot of trouble being rational logical when it comes to conflict or do you have a lot of trouble being rational logical? You know, if you answered yes to any of these, there's a common theme and sign that you're probably headed into the four horsemen somewhere. And so something is leading to these behaviors and the behaviors lead to unacceptable things on both sides of the relationships. So let's talk about the four horsemen and what you can do to hopefully mitigate them in your relationship. So the first one is criticism. And for me personally, this was something that I used to keep like a imaginary checklist of. <laughs> I never really knew how to express what I was feeling or what I needed or wanted. And I had all these, you know, ideas of what a relationship was, especially in a marriage because of the way I grew up. <laughs> and that caused a lot of resentment in my marriage because I would just blow up about things because I would keep like this – this spreadsheet of what was going on or what I didn't like. And then eventually I would just spit it all out. And naturally, you can imagine how that went. It created this like attack on my ex wife and it probably made her feel negative about herself. And I never meant that. I just didn't know how to communicate properly. And so I'd use those words like always and never. And that wasn't the case. <laughs> and so criticism has a devastating effect when you communicate like that, because it makes your partner feel assaulted, rejected and hurt. And it really hit home for me, this whole entire course did, but all of a sudden I realized like much of the conflict I had really put us in this arguments that made us in a downward spiral because I had these massive expectations and never really know how to explain them. So what can you do if you find yourself in a place of criticism? Well, the antidote is really understanding to start to focus on behaviors. Instead, I'm sorry. Instead of focusing on behaviors, you talk about feelings that express what you need. And it's called a gentle startup. Right? Like for me, one of the biggest ones was tardiness. And it still is. It's very important to me. And... So instead of just like, hey, you're always late. Come on, we got to go, whatever. Do you even care? Like That's criticism, right? Now, because it's important to me, I say, hey, listen, we're, we're possibly we're running a little late, and uh, I, I don't really feel appreciated about this or I feel unheard about this, and being on time is extremely important to me. So could we find something in between to really work on this, or do we have to plan out better? Whatever, right? I'm just thinking of ways to let – someone know that how important time is to me instead of criticizing what's going on or behavior. Um, Right. And of course it's not easy. Like I'm still learning. I'm human. But the idea is that if you're having this type of communication in your relationship, you got to learn to become aware of it and then learning how to communicate in a way that leads to a better understanding. The second one is contempt. (laughs) And according to the Do- Gottmans, this is the number one predictor for divorce or the end of a relationship. And this appears in relationships as superiority over your partner. Maybe you mock them, sarcasm, eye-rolling. And it's really fueled by, like I said, those underlying needs or that weren't able to be expressed in a long-time thoughts, right? So something that is like balled up over time and time and time. And then all of a sudden it rises in an attack on your partner's sense of self-worth. And uh oh, I get the chills. This one oh, hurts to admit. But it's a harsh lesson that uh, I've learned is that you know, I wasn't the greatest communicator in my relationships in my relationship. And there was definitely times where there were bids for attention and affection, and yet I never saw them. I was always working and caught up in my own world. And as a result, I blew up and attack, like just would get angry and upset all the time. And so I would just mock our marriage and tell her to do whatever the fuck she wanted and of course, that caused the destruction of everything and really caused this massive gap between us. Because I it seemed like I was telling her that I was disgusted with her, even though I wasn't. And that really hurt. But to learn about it is how it made me more open to anybody that comes into my life today. So if you find yourself in a place of contempt, when you're not alone. But the goblin's antidote is to understand you have to learn to build respect with each other over time and build that like sense of appreciation by expressing your own feelings and your needs, not addressing your partner in that way like I did. And so (laughs) I know today that now I have to express how I feel and what I need because it's important to me to connect on a deeper level with people. And it wasn't my marriage. I just didn't know how to do it and so to prevent this in your relationship just think about ways that you can create some type of connection to connect deeper with your partner every day and in that in that creation you know long term it will hopefully prevent contempt the third one is defensiveness <laughs> i know this one too well too <laughs> I was acting like the victim whenever things were brought up to me. I mean, I was just like a typical nice guy, you know, I hated conflict. And so defensiveness became a normal part of being who I was. And it's actually defensiveness is part of being human. Um, But the problem arises when the effect feels like blame or an attack. And that's what I felt like. Um, And so things that, you know, we, we, Like an example one I can remember that was really big was, hey, did you call the exterminator? Like you said, I'm just as busy. Why don't you do it? And the reason why that was so toxic is because no one was taking responsibility for things that we needed to get done. And so defensiveness is your lack of responsibility to consider the other side of things, to accept responsibility even for only part of it. Right Or just to step outside of the box into your partner's world so you can empathize with them. Hey, this makes sense. Tell me more. So you become, you know, stuff like that. So you just become a team, right? And then the last one is stonewalling. Uh, this is a big one too. <laughs> you know. And the Gottmans even said during the course that a lot of men do this. Like It's just like, when will this be over? So you just shut down. You don't say anything. You just let your partner talk. <laughs> yup, guilty. And so stonewalling is this like metaphorical wall that you create between you and your partner. And I did this a lot because I hated conflict. And so I just shut down. But it, obviously, it made it worse. Um, so the best thing you can do here is take a break. You know, if you find yourself in a place where you're arguing and you're in a lot of conflict, express that you need a break so you can come back to a place for that conversation. And so if you're in that that deep heated argument and you feel like you're checking out or you feel like your partner's checking out, you know, try to check back in with each other. Take a break and just stop. Right. Don't make it worse. And because any attempts to, like, make it worse when someone's stonewalling is going to lead to some of the other ones that we talked about and intensify that conflict and it's just going to lead to more distress in your relationship and things like that. So taking a break is, is massive. Um, and which is why therapy is huge too. Um, so those are the four horsemen of the apocalypse of the relationships. And so what can you really do if you kind of find yourself in some of these uh, situations on, on a daily basis or you find that you, you're not really sure what to do? Um, well, the first part is to, <laughs> Possibly get yourself in therapy, right? And that will help you to be able to see things from a different view or hire a coach, whatever it is. And then you want to use some of these these startups that I talked about throughout the thing, right? Try not to blame. Use I statements. Describe what you're feeling and and be respectful of your partner as well, right? And then, of course, whenever your partner brings you things, you want to try to de-escalate things by – trying to understand what's going on right you can apologize and then listen to your partner's feelings of what they're actually expressing right and recognize that conflict is never going to go away in relationships it's part of relationships right and your partner probably has good things to say too so show respect whenever They bring things to you to find something you can possibly learn from conflict and then compromise, right? It's never perfect. And you're in a relationship. And so things are going to be lost and gained. And so you want to work together to find some type of middle ground because you're on a team. And it will leave you both feeling seen, heard, appreciated, respected, loved, and supported. And so I'm going to take the second level course over the next you know month or two, and I'm really excited to learn more. And if you found these useful, please let me know. Share it, review it, wherever you're listening. And I'd really love to hear your thoughts about this and what you might struggle with. Reach out to me on Instagram, send me an email. And uh, this one was a massive eye-opener for me, and it continues to be as I learn more and I start to date again. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you have an amazing week.